Live from New York, it's X-Files Talk X-Files. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Uh, this is David, and I'm joined by Kava and Kai from X-Files.News. Hi to both of you. Hey. And today we're going to be talking about um, the lost art of forehead sweat. Um, an X-Files episode written by Darren Morgan, who none of us are quite sure what to make of this episode at the moment. Um, yep. I guess I'll go first, and we'll just <laughs> see how this conversation goes. Um, I, in the past, I've really liked Darren Morgan's episodes. Um, Jose Chung's From Outer Space is, is right up there as one of my favorite episodes of the show. Last season... Um, the Weir Monster episode, I wasn't instantly in love with. Um, I currently think it probably stands up the best out of all of last season's episodes. Agreed. But I'm not sure what to make of this one. Uh, the first time I watched it, yes, I was laughing along with the Kid Mulder and all of the other stuff. And it entertained me. I thought, you know, initially I, I did think that, okay, great, we finally got an episode where we're just going to delve into this story and we're just going to roll with it, which I don't feel like we've really had the opportunity to do so far this season. On the rewatch, it was very meh. And I saw that you didn't really like it, Kayla, as well, so mm -hmm. we'll kind of get to that. There's just, I don't know, it just seems like there's so much stuff going on in this episode and it... It feels like it, it just doesn't know what to do with it. And I know that Darren's got a bit of a reputation that he's very slow at writing episodes because, you know, most of the time his episodes are just you know, heads and shoulders above what other writers do. So it makes sense that it takes him longer. This feels like something he pulled together really quickly. And, you know, all of the Trump stuff that's in there. And I, I kind of get that he's trying to use X-Files as a way of examining society today where you know as Krajek once said there is no truth these people make it up as they go along and mm. um, I think the quote in the episode is that believe what you want to believe because that's what everybody does nowadays anyway there's just so many different things going on so many different ideas here yes there's some funny bits in it but it feels like either a retread of stuff that's been done on the show by Darren himself previously and done better previously Mm -hmm. And it, right. it just kind of feels like a mess. So at the moment, I'm, well, I'm on the negative side of the fence. So <laughs> I'm going yeah. to let you two jump in and we'll see how this conversation develops. Well, I mean, in essence, it was a clip show, an alternate reality clip show, but it was a clip show. And do we really have time for a clip show right now? With that all was, this, you not know? as bad as the truth, but uh... <laughs> oh, see, the I truth know. is actually becoming really fond in my memories, and that is now my X Files finale <laughs> because every subsequent episode has made me more ragey. So, more ragey yeah. or more reggy? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the highlight of this episode, right there. <laughs> it was a sketch show. It was like Darren Morgan. Doing mystery science to the other three thousand. It was just—it was a mess. There was too much, and there was no real point to any of the storylines. None of them, like for me, really got any satisfaction. You know. 
Yeah. I think for me, my, my very first impression, the first time I saw it was this is a parody. And I had that same problem with Wear Monster last year too, where it's just, because it, it, I mean, Darren's earlier stuff, you know, and you could see some similarities between Jose Chung and this because it's somebody else kind of observing the X-Files and telling the story that way. Um, but at least Jose Chung still kind of existed within the X-Files universe. Whereas this to me just straight up felt like it was mocking it, you know? And, and when you've got such a short amount of time and so, and I, I felt that way last year too, where it's like, we only had six episodes and we're going to, going to take one out and essentially just kind of step out of the universe, step out of the storytelling and, and sort of make fun of things. This one I felt right. was even worse. You're just right. making jokes about the characters and, and this search that they've been on. And, you know, at the same time, so we're supposed to accept this while also worrying about Mulder and Scully working against the end of the world and this horrible plague that may or may not be coming. And it just, it, it took me too far out of the, the reality of the show, I think, to, to really, you know, it was funny in bits, but I just, I'm like, we don't have time for this. <laughs> it kind of felt like like Darren's goodbye to the show, where he was like, it, it, this could be me projecting a lot, but it was like, this show should never have come back. I miss it the way it was. The world's gone nuts. Why am I even here? That's exactly my reaction to Scully in that final scene where she doesn't want to eat the right? jello. She just wants to have the memory of how it was. And I was like, yep, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. right there with yeah. you. I was, yeah, I sort of ended like, Darren, you need a hug? Some therapy? Like, right. <laughs> like what is going on? That's, I've been wrestling with that since I saw it, just trying to figure out, like, what exactly was he, he getting at? Was this a kind of a note to, like you say, Kai, you know, is he saying goodbye? Was this a note to the fans that we shouldn't have asked for more, that we should have just been happy with right. what we had? Because I, I wrestle with that, you know, myself. It's like, oh, man, you know. What well, you know, if they had have listened to what we actually wanted... <laughs> <laughs> rather than doing whatever the hell this is. <laughs> right. But I also know, I mean, the reaction on, on, you know, that we saw on Twitter that night was mostly positive. I mean, even as I was sorting through the best yeah. tweets later, most everybody really seemed to enjoy it. But there were, you know, there were a few still, too, that were just like, what the hell with the, was this? I'm, I'm confused. And that's sort of what I've been wrestling with ever since, especially because all the critics were just like, oh, this is the best episode of the season. I'm like... Well, but if the best episode of the season is essentially mocking yeah. the series, what does that say about the... Like, I, I was just very confused by the whole thing. If it was a different show, I think it would have been a hilarious episode. Like, you know, X-Files goes comedy. I'd be like, yeah, this is amazing. Give me a full season order. But, right, and they've done comedy well in the past, but this, for some reason, just... I don't know, rubs me the, the wrong way. Because it, it's, I, and I've, I've sort of moved past my first reaction to it too, where it just felt like, it, the first time I saw it, I was just like, this feels like such a middle finger to, you know, like, oh, you don't need the answers and, you know, the truth that was out there. And then I, the more I got to think about it is like, well, this is told through the eyes of Reggie, who's nuts. So I, I sort of backed off on that a little bit. And it's like, well, you know, and just really kind of trying more to understand what Darren was trying to say. And it's, the line, too, where um, Mulder is talking about how you don't forget your first episode because it changes you. Um, and I was like, yes, that was definitely my experience. And I was just like, well, is he, is Darren poking fun at people that were trying to, 
you know, that do have that sort of a strong reaction that are that invested. I didn't take it that personally. I mean, we had the same conversation when we were talking about Sunshine Days. And I think it was mm -hmm. Tiffany at the time who was saying she felt like that episode made fun of fans. And I felt completely the opposite with that. I think that that, that to me was the perfect sort of sweet episode that pays tribute to love for a tv show and okay yes there's mm -hmm. moments of humor and stuff in there but i never took that episode and i still don't as making fun of x-files fans it, it, you know yes there's some kind of winks and stuff that yes fans can be obsessive but at the end uh -huh. of the day it is a very sweet sort of send-off for a beloved tv show this i think he's just trying to do too many things at once i think he's right. you know Trying yeah. to do something like a classic Darren Morgan X-Files episode, he's trying to get the Trump commentary in there. And then he's also got yeah. this, in, this very interesting idea about the Mandela effect and stuff. And I think I, I wish that he just kind of stuck with that and made it even more of maybe of a bit more of a serious sort of um episode well, right of like what happened to the shop owner like what terrible fbi agents are they that they have been informed that there's a guy with a lawn dart through his throat and they're like eh, well, <laughs> probably moving on <laughs> yeah and, and just to go back to the the point i, I was kind of making about darren there just for a second i did sort of float that theory on on twitter um this morning i was like well is, is that, you know, is he sort of poking fun at this or not? And then Julie Ng, who has, you know, worked behind the scenes and, and does a lot of those um, amazing documentaries that we'll see, um, you know, again, they were on the season 10 Blu-rays and she's reprised that role for season 11. She responded to me and she's like, no, he wasn't making fun. You know, Twilight Zone is Darren's X-Files, which helped. But I was like, oh, you know, had I known that, I probably would have felt a little differently about it going in um so that that did sort of clear it up for me but it would, just the fact that i was that uncertain about it at first and and that's evolved to over multiple viewings but it's like okay that's that's good to know so anyway cool. i mean <laughs> let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about reggie a little bit because right. i i, I ha completely had like a blank mind moment um watching it and w when we went through the clips there of you know reggie being inserted into all of those episodes for some reason i thought that um reggie was who Mulder used to call back in the day when he wanted tips and stuff and i thought well that's pretty cool but of course that was danny so the episode got a little less cool from them but you know it would have been cool if they'd maybe lent on the history of the show a little bit more rather than just done it for comedic effect if it mm -hmm. if this guy had been called danny instead of reggie and if yeah. maybe they had kind of proved his existence in the past as actually some unexplained plot hole in the history of the show and he comes out with some line which it explains this plot hole like how they got back from the arctic or something like that like he was right. in another snowcat or something <laughs> you know that awesome. I mean, that's the way that's the way i'd have loved to have seen them work him into that it rather than him just episode, like a hundred percent for me if he had like mm -hmm. appeared on the snowcat yeah i mean just it could have just been a simple line in there or something you know mm -hmm. like you don't remember me rescuing you guys in the arctic but right <laughs> Uh, it, I guess it's just meta humor and it's worked better for me than it did this time around. Mm -hmm. And I think you, you sort of get a hint of, of where Reggie got all this back information too. I mean, they talked about how he spent his time at the, 
at the NSA. But I don't think, did they actually touch on in this episode that he also spent some time scanning those X-Files? Because you see that in this, like his badge pops up. Um, mm. And I, I'd assumed that that implied that he'd had something to do with the scanning process and had read through all of these, which is how he knew the details of these these cases um, that Mulder and Scully that had worked on sense. and not just from eavesdropping on them. But then I couldn't, I was like, well, did they actually then acknowledge that? And, the, and I don't think they did. So the only real hint we get of that was from this. So. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Silence speaks volumes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think the, the comedy in parts, I mean, it's funny. I mean, just because Mulder is so over the top and I'm sure that had to have been a blast for, for David to play. But I loved a little bit at the beginning where, you know, he's he's digging through his tapes and I even pulled out some of my old because I, I do still have a few old VHS tapes that were taped from Fox Air back in the day that I've kept for sentimental reasons. So to see him like sorting through all these tapes and then he's like, confuse the, you know, the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits. Do you even know me? Well, it turns out at the end <laughs> that that's exactly what he did. And she was right yeah. as usual. So I was like, OK, that, I like that one. That's funny. I like Dr. They. I was like, yeah. of everybody in this episode, I'm like, oh, he feels me. <laughs> like, uh-huh. He was like, oh, he is me. And as, as someone that works in journalism, that whole bit about what is truth and people's objective reality and, oh, there is still an objective truth. And he's like, why does it matter? And I was like, oh, dude, you're, you're highlighting my existential crisis these days. <laughs> it's just like, and I know I'm not alone in this, but it, it it just cracked me up because there is a lot of truth to that. I mean, you sort through the comments on, you know, the stories of any news organization and it, it, it will blow your mind to the point where it's terrifying at, at points where, you know, you can tell somebody that the sky is blue and they will tell you very emphatically, no, it's actually polka dotted. And, and, you know, I so. have an actual in real life uh, story that goes along with this. So I was at work the other day, I worked for the family company and my dad starts going to this conspiracy theory that some Navy guy told him, and it was literally the plot to fight the future. And he was like, no, no, this happened in like 2004. And there's like a, a spaceship under the Antarctic. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you took me to see this movie back in 1998. <laughs> He's like, no, no, it was totally different. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, what the hell is truth? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, he's like convinced that Fight the Future is actually real and that there's no convincing him otherwise. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I do still get a little nervous when there are bees around, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the Africanized honeybee is pushing its way up through south of the US right now, so. Only a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think to go back to, you know, what you're saying about the whole idea of truth is apparently subjective now i that's an idea that you know is definitely of its time and deserves to be mm -hmm. explored and i think that you know the inclusion of trump explicitly in this episode through the clips and the montages and through the aliens dialogue at the end i think it just proves that trump is beyond um, parody i mean you can take yeah. the idea and leave Trump completely out of it and people get it. They get the satire, they get exactly what it is you're pointing out. But when you bring him into it, 
it it kind of all falls apart because it it's it just doesn't work you how can you parody somebody who is a walking parody it's... Well, I guess that's why they just verbatim had had Dr. They quote him. They didn't need to change anything. All the, all the alien as well. He verbatim quoted Trump with like no editing, nothing. It was like, ugh. I saw a lot of reviews that were saying like, oh, it's it's too timely. Like people won't get this in a couple of years. But I have to disagree with that because I mean, really, Trump is so pervasive that this, he's going to leave a lasting mark on us. It's not like he's going to fade from our memories in a year or two. Yeah, and for me, I have to sort of walk a fine line with that because of my day job and where I work. On the so the political commentary, it's like eh, I can't, I can't touch that. But I was, I just remember being shocked that oh yeah, okay, we're gonna go here, we're really gonna go here, and you know, even down to the "Make America Great Again" hat and the inauguration numbers, and they just like nope, we're just you know because yeah. the other episodes have sort of danced around it a little bit, like you know, you make the episode the comments about you know the executive branch that's trying to take down the the FBI um, without naming names, whereas this was just like straight up like lifting quotes from his from <laughs> his, his speech. And I was okay, all right, we're re- we're really gonna hit this hard here. So that that was interesting to me too that they just decided yeah. not to beat around the bush anymore, so to speak. <laughs> And, and so I can kind of let's go, let's talk about the idea of um, parallel universes then, because that's an mm. idea that you know is a it's running, not parallel universes. <laughs> it's a running <laughs> joke in this episode, but I think we talked a week or two ago about wouldn't it be great if this turns out that X Files is currently in a parallel universe and everything is maybe this yeah, is all I've leading seen so somewhere. So many fans and... in so many forums like <laughs> clinging to that hope, just clinging desperately to it. it's all just a parallel universe and everything will be right. fine. Like, oh, I wish, but no, no. Yeah, maybe I mean yeah. maybe that's the theme of this season is maybe that we're all in a parallel universe and <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know anymore. Right? I don't know anymore. Right. <laughs> but to go along with that, this is apparently the third episode now where this man appears in the episode he was there in this uh, in the background of the photo of the lone gunman and mm-hmm. he was in last week's episode apparently his face was on the drum kit from the opening scene and he was mm-hmm. um on Mulder's big corkboard thing in this episode right. as well mm-hmm. so is that just a running gag does it mean anything i have no i have no idea my, my gut feeling is it's just a running gag yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna draw any conclusions from that. I think it's I think just we were, somebody being funny. Yeah, because we were sort of talking about that earlier. I think perhaps it was Roy and me trying to to remember if he'd had, if he'd also shown up in in my struggle three, which I don't think was the case because that episode was a little too serious for that. Um, I, but I didn't look that closely, and to be honest, I haven't had the heart to go back and watch it again. No, since, I've only watched so. it once, and that was enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I do think too, for all my mixed feelings on it, I don't know. It, maybe I just missed the boat because I, again, there were just so many people that thought it was completely hysterical, and, and whether it was, you know, just for the anti-Trump jokes or just for the the over-the-top spoofiness of it, like, I mean, it's got a lot of funny. It's got a lot of funny bits in it, and watch it the first time. I was right along with those people. I was, you know, laughing it up and uh, 
having a great time. And then it, it was only on the rewatch where I'm looking a little bit more closely and thinking, well, how do what does this episode trying to say? How do I really feel about it? That's where it all kind of fell apart from me. I mean, as a mm-hmm. as a sketch show of like a gag after gag after gag. Yeah, it was great. It was funny. It, was funny. it entertained me. It, it did all of that. But beyond that, it just feels like a mess of him trying to do too many things at once and it all just falling flat. And I get, I know, and I, I like the whole stuff with the Twilight Zone in there. I mean, that's a show that I'm sure most X-Files enjoyed watching, you know, mm-hmm. or going back and discovering after yeah. the show finished its initial run. But it, I, I mean, it just feels, it it just didn't really work for me. Even the, the bit with the, multiple arms in the beginning and certainly not the bit where you have the guy the alien with big eyebrows comes down at the end it just (laughs) felt because we've we've seen darren morgan's take on you know what the whole alien thing could be with jose chung and Mm -hmm. the um lord kinboat coming down and stuff you know and it's a great sort of not what you expect aliens to be on Mm x-files and this i didn't feel like we needed like another alternate take on the whole alien thing it works in jose chung because that's what the episode's about it's about mocking the alien conspiracy to an extent but it's also about Mm -hmm. different people's perceptions and different people's truths and stuff and i guess we're kind of retreading that ground a little bit here it's just this Mm -hmm. episode it just felt like such a mess to me and I think it might be because of the Trump stuff. Like if they had have kept it with the Twilight Zone, the Mandela effect, if maybe they had have gone to see the dead antique stealer and like kept it so it was still kind of like a case file, I think it would have been mm-hmm. a lot more coherent. But there was just so many different threads that never went anywhere. And it was like, uh Well, yeah, I mean, is, are we talking about nostalgia? Well, you know, we're talking about the power of nostalgia at one point, And then, you know, it, it, like you said, it's just... Too many things, too many threads that don't go anywhere. There's no real case to solve. You know, it's like, yeah, they, they figure out who Reggie is, but that that's about it. You know, there's no underlying, right. you know, to spend an entire hour on on figuring out who this dude is. It's like, eh, I don't know. Because um, at least, you know, Jose Chung's, it's like they're trying to figure out what had happened to you know, to Chrissy and, and there was, there was a case there. They were investigating something. Yeah. They were, you know, in Weir Monster, they're in investigating what had happened to these people in the woods and, and, you know, and did we even really figure out who Reggie is? Cause then like Skinner's cameo, which was hilarious, but I mean, now, or is he their partner? Cause he apparently knows who's Reggie is. So well, nothing I think, was. Cause I, th- well, I think Skinner knew who he was because Reggie had worked for the FBI for a while before he yeah. then moved on to the CIA. He scanned in all the X-Files. Right. And that makes sense. Okay. I would have well, to even... watch these episodes more than once to have noticed that. <laughs> Don't yeah, do it. Don't they, do it. They run through that whole montage of, you know, he works for the CIA, then he works for the NSA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so he had, there is a reason why Skinner would have known him other than him just being. I guess. Because yeah. he'd had work for the FBI in some capacity. Um, but I wish they'd know, gone down the parallel universes thing, quite frankly. I, you know, it's like we could have gone that direction and, instead. And even the... I guess it did sort of bug me too because they, you know, we're back to that whole the characterization being different, so different week to week to week. Because Mulder's just completely over the top here, and we know Darren likes to 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 do that. But then with Scully too, I mean, two weeks yeah. ago she's like, 
Agent Google, and this week she's like, lawn darts? Grenada? Huh? I'm just like, I know nothing. <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> and, and I mean, I felt a little bit redeemed at the end because she was like, dude, you're Reggie Megatroid or whatever the hell the guy's last name actually ended up being. And and so it's her logic that fixes things at, at the end. But I was just like, <laughs> well, what about the whole no ladies in the in the X-Files sugarboos line, which was awkward? Do like, we feel like that was like Glenn's dig at the no women in the writers' room? That seems to be the consensus in the reviews that I've seen. So I'm fine with going with that because I'm, I want to go with that because otherwise it's yeah. like, oh my god, too many men on the X Files. Yeah, because I mean, terrible line. <laughs> yeah, I just I did not find that funny at all. No. I mean, it it just it's kind of tone deaf, and I mean, if it is just a, you know, like you said, a satire and mocking. It's also just an awkward line. Like, it right? doesn't come out right. Who says sugar boobs? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe they and could if we get can't sugar say what it actually is. Right, like, but if we can't say it, then, then just don't. Like, come up with right. a different line, because that was so awkward. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, it, it's the same as in Clyde Ruckman, where he's describing how his body's decomposing and stuff, and they told him, no, you can't use these words, you have to use the medical terminology for it. Um, right. Yeah, it didn't really work then, it didn't really work now. But yeah. Yeah. So, favourite part of this episode? Let's let's bring some positivity back into this. Um, I actually really <laughs> enjoyed that alien doing Trump at the end. <laughs> I, I feel like, like Elvis cape-wearing alien doing Trump coming down the escalator onto his Segway, it was just such a perfect like stand up of Trump like this is how ridiculous this man is so I really enjoyed that but it wasn't X-Files it was just like a hilarious send up of Trump I did like the noise that the segue made so <laughs> yeah and the noise of the spaceship too I think yes I liked I liked the little bit at the end I thought it was sweet I, I liked Mulder's right, that was thing sweet. At the beginning, the squatching, like that was just funny and, and does sort of seem like something he would do at this point because he lives out, you know, they live out in the middle right. of nowhere. Um, you know, I like the I like the banter in the office that continues to be. I just think that's been consistent through most right. of the episodes where it's just been really fun. Um, and with one very huge glaring exception at the very end, which I can complain about later, I thought the music throughout was really good, too, like to the point where he meets Reggie in the parking garage at the very beginning and it's all conspiracy sounding and, da, 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 da. and then Mulder goes, wait, who are you? And the music just stops cold. There's nothing. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> just... I like the little jump cut when he was about to reveal like the name of the corporation who was trying to deceive us. That was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I was like happy to see Kelly hanging up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, um, yes, that was a nice little moment there, because he's always one ditching her or just hanging up without saying goodbye, and right, yeah, yeah. that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was such like a married couple moment. I do that to my husband all the time. I'm just like, oh, I can't. <laughs> and and I, it's, not I, like, it's not like being mean. Like he does it to me too. I'm just like, oh, oh, I'll talk to you later. Right. And I, I have it on good authority that the um, the. The food in the in the bag that Scully had gone to pick up was Thai food. Julie was talking oh. about that on Twitter again this morning. So that was kind of the running crew gag <laughs> when that was shot. So there you go. 
I was a big fan of casual Scully too. That's, you know, wardrobe has been on point this season as well. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> Her hair was good this episode. Mm-hmm. For all yeah. our complaining about the wig in years past, I think they finally got that sorted too. So it's time for them to chop it off, apparently. Right. <laughs> it's the <Yeah>. little things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um I-, I liked the kid Mulder watching TV, that was funny. But uh Yeah, and yeah, I, I like I did like the okay, I, Doctor They, um like you said earlier, Kai, he was he was great. I like the scene mm-hmm. with him and Mulder amongst the statues and I mean this whole episode as I said watching it there's bits of it that on its own is great and it's just as a whole it just doesn't work and yeah I yeah, just I, I just don't earlier, I just don't if know Jillian <laughs> do Saturday night live it would have been perfect if they had like an entire Saturday night live episode to themselves and this is what they delivered I'd be like yes yeah mm-hmm. I mean in that as an context... actual episode of the series when we've got 10 episodes to finish it all up it was just like oh why especially too because we know so much about the alien right. conspiracy at this point and what they've done and the alien why is DNA there no sense of urgency with like Mulder and Scully, like they don't seem at all concerned about anything that they know so far. I'm like, guys, come know, on! It's like what? So what? Are, we're just going to be like, you know? And, and again, it's they're probably just blowing it off because Reggie's a whack job. But you know, it, it just it takes me so far out of that that world that they've built to the point where it's just not funny. It's like, well, you're expecting me to just laugh about everything you've thus far asked me to take seriously and believe in. I think that was kind of what bothered me about all of that. Yeah, I think if they'd done things slightly differently, it would have worked. If they'd made it about nostalgia or if they'd made it about paranoia or something. Or if if the struggles did not exist. Like, this is going all the way back to season 10. Like, if they hadn't introduced that in season 10, then we could have all these screwball episodes. And it would be okay because, okay, they've got... If we didn't have any of the My Struggles, everything would be okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the world would be a better place. I mean, it would be better. Let's not go nuts. It would be better. But, like, the struggles really, like, sully every other episode because it's in the back of your mind. Like, well, why aren't they doing anything about what they know? Like, what is wrong with these people? Why is he out yeah. squatching instead of, I don't know, looking for his long-lost son or right. whatever? And, and is, is that more of a sim- like a symptom, too, of just how... TV habits have changed and what we expect out of television has changed since the 90s because of that that whole myth arc versus monster of the week thing it was still kind of messy back in the day but it worked somehow you know and, and I, I feel like they tried a little bit harder to keep that through line going this season as opposed to in season 10 but yeah it, it just far better than last season but yeah it's still like I want my stuff serialized at this point right you know and it, it's you know you expect like there's just this big thing lurking in the background well like well then maybe we should spend all this time on that and if they didn't want to devote all of it to the myth arc then don't do any at all I mean that's kind of right. how season seven was they didn't the, those first three were myth arc and then the finale was but that I think that was it like there wasn't any any in the middle to sort of break that up, it was all just cases, and, and, it, and it worked okay then, so maybe that's the, the route they should have gone. I don't know. Well, I, think I, I, I would have been pissed, because I like the myth arc, but, <laughs> you know, I, maybe that... 
That's the Maybe. thing. Myth arc were always my favorite. Like I wasn't a huge fan of the Monster of the Weeks, so and now like I dread the Myth arc. I'm like, oh god, it's gonna be worse. It's gonna make it worse. I think Why the problem. The problem is William. I mean, mm-hmm. before before William came along, the Myth arc ones. Yes, okay, it was always kind of jarring. We spoke about this last week when you go from the two part of Myth arc thing into you know whatever the standalone episode would be but back in the day the mythology was always kind of intangible to a little bit you know you'd get you'd see a little bit of the secrets would come to light but there was nothing there was no real resolution there's nothing they could really do about it they just right so then they would have to go on with their daily life because they couldn't go any further whereas when it's you're like you're a kid well what yeah once you have a potential alien growing inside of you and you're going off to the doctor every month to have a (laughs) checkup and stuff it gets a little bit more hardly you know hard then to go and have a screwball episode about some dude who can control flies yeah right (laughs) this point although that was after william was born but you get my point Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) exactly and you know once it gets into you know my struggle end of the world territory it's just nuts so yeah i mean you i i Maybe that's what Darren's trying to say is you can't go back. And they sort of tried to were always campaigning for was like one end of the world movie to finish up the story. But now we've got all this extra stuff and it's just adding to it and add, add, like more questions. And it just seems exhausting at this point. Like mm-hmm. this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, to your point too about how the, the myth arc was always sort of intangible. I think that's a perfect way to explain it. I mean, there was the overarching, like, what have these guys done to us? But it was only, like, you could only get so far fighting back against that until you kind of hit a brick wall. And then so you, you go back and you regroup. But I, at this point, I just, and I know they tried to to twist that a little with Scully's, like, you know, he'll he'll find us. So in the meantime, we'll go back to, to doing our work, which, uh, no. Absolutely yeah, not. What she was thinking about, she'd be spending all her time like in meditation, trying to reconnect with him. So right, and and to find this kid. So I, I just, and I, I think because I have such high expectations, that's probably why this episode just kind of like fell flat for me. Because you know, ain't nobody got time for Jello when your kid's still missing. And but <laughs> you know, we'll we'll get some resolution for that next week, hopefully. <laughs> Well, that's an exercise in itself, is how did she get the jello in the shape of the foot? She'd have to make a cast of the cast and then make the jello in that second cast. Yes. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. See, there's just no attention to detail on this show anymore. Although, right. I have just remembered my actual favourite part of the episode is when that FBI agent calls Mulder fat. <laughs> yes. I'm Deep state. Mulder. <laughs> Just the reaction yeah. shot then of Mulder at that point is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I really want to see the blooper reel from because that, that's got to be a scream. I mean, there's hints of it in one of the promos where you see David and Jillian laughing at something in the in the parking garage. That's one like, thing I did like about this episode. Like, David and Jillian really seem to be enjoying themselves. And, like, because a lot of these episodes in season 10 and 11, like, they're really phoning it in. You're like, guys, drink some coffee, something. Come on. But this episode, they both seem to, like, really be enjoying themselves. So I enjoyed them enjoying themselves, if not the Mm -hmm. episode. So I think we've exhausted this. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> it's like awkward silence number 12. Yeah. <laughs> what have we got coming up to look forward to? I know next week is anticipated by a lot of people. Um, not by me, particularly, because it's more William. Um, but next week well, is... I've seen this one, and I kind of feel like okay. if this... If, like, we had had not had the struggles, because the struggles, let's just pretend they don't exist, and then this next week coming up had have been the first episode that was myth, I might be happy with it, because it's a pretty mm-hmm. solid episode. So if this was the first myth arc, like, in all of season 10 and 11, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is good. You mean this is in Ghoulie, not this is in this? No, no, this is in Ghoulie. Like, if Ghoulie <laughs> had been the first hint of myth okay. arc that we had gotten in all of season 10 and 11 i would be a hundred percent happier like i'd be really happy okay i'll try and come to this one with an open mind yeah, and... it, yeah I, it's in part of the problem for me with approaching ghoulie is because you know i've seen it already um but so many spoilers have gotten leaked between the yeah. you know the foreign promos and then i feel like they gave a little too much away even in the the mid-season trailer that came out um yeah. But that, and I feel like that's going to take away some of the emotional punch of it because stuff is just everywhere. I mean, even if you don't go on Tumblr, you can't avoid it on Twitter. And, and I, I know a lot of people are kind of upset about that. Um, but yeah, having watched that one cold, whoo, like, because I had no idea what was coming. So it was, it was really, I thought it was really well done and just puts in kind of an interesting spin on, on what we know about. William, um, and then with the Ghoulie.net site being up this week too, that's been been fun to. If you haven't played around with that, it's it's I've, interesting. I've tried to avoid any sort of spoilers or promos completely, well, good. so I'm trying mm-hmm. to go into everything as just neutral and fresh as I can. So, well, try and Mandela effect the, the struggles out of your mind, and I think you'll <laughs> really enjoy it. Maybe yeah. that's how Chris explains it away in my struggle for is that those episodes never actually happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Well, that's what, that's what I'm going with. And that may not be the worst thing. <laughs> no. Well, that's like, I've actually, my project for this weekend, so last weekend I did Requiem and then all of the Myth Arc um, episodes from season eight. Tonight Why I'm going to start do that? with. that? See, this is, a, this is because I'm annoying. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> So tonight I'm going to do like the nothing important happened today one in the stuff uh, from season nine and uh, then do, uh, yeah, I know. Right. Cause I want to be able to, like, if I'm going to complain about whatever it is that they do with William, I want to be able to poke holes in it using their own cannon, you know, like hoist them by their own <laughs> petard, so to speak. Cause that I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> right. You know, that, that's because I'd actually forgotten that they did is, you know, David, remember we were talking about how the, how the cigarette um, smoking man is dead. He took a missile to the face. Yes, that too. <laughs> but the the thing with the the chip in Scully's neck, how like I talked about how that started yes. like as a fanfic trope. Um, that you know he messed with that, and that's how she got pregnant. Well, they actually floated that theory in Essence and Existence. Like Crycheck brings that up, and I'd actually forgotten that the show Good itself had acknowledged it. Right. Um, I'm sure the writers forgot too. Don't worry. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. sure they did because that's that's not at all what you know CSM insinuates in in my struggle three. But science, bitch. They have, right? You know, <laughs> science. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that's like definitely Mandela affecting it there. It's like no, you don't remember that correctly. This is really what they said, and I mean, like, no, no, that is not how that line went at all. And, and here, let me go find my tape and prove it to you. <laughs> you know, it's Mandela Here's effect. Some science, dude. Yeah. Except my false memory is right. 
And uh, good news for everybody as well that enjoyed the last line of this episode is that we have a Skinner a whole episode that devoted to Skinner coming up after Ghoulie. Yep. Which is uh, called see, I'm, I'm Kitten. I'm, <laughs> I'm also not looking forward to that. Like, there's no time. I already hate that title. Well, but do you want to know where the the it, name comes from? I, like, do you know? I, I did see that. It's the and um, look away now if you don't want this spoiled for you. It's the middle name of somebody from Skinner's past. Ooh. Yep, nickname <laughs> I think, which is fine. Like, because I would much rather. Yeah, that sorry, that's what I meant. <laughs> Skinner being called kitten, because that I'd have a, a problem with. But I just creepy. feel like the last Skinner-centric episode, which I really cannot remember, other than that it wasn't memorable. So I'm like, eh, another one, really? Well, the, I'm not looking. I kind of like Desert Eight Nineteen. I think yeah, that, that was the last, last one. So maybe that's what Kitten is. Maybe he's like been going to dialysis for the last decade and all those little <laughs> nanobots are now out and they've reformed oh, into a little pet kitten that lives in Skinner's apartment. I will bet you five bucks right now those nanobots are never mentioned. <laughs> yeah, nanobots? I, there were no nanobots. I was going to say you actually totally won that bet because Mitch acknowledged <laughs> that they're not back. So. <laughs> oh dear. Because they do, you do, if you watch the mid-season trailer, they, it's, there's more clips from Kitten in that, but they haven't released a screener for that one yet. So beyond what I've seen from the, the trailer, I, I don't know much about it other than just the, the bits from the trailer and then the promo photos and, and that it was written by Gabe um, and then directed by Carol Banker. Yeah. Okay. Do we know what's <laughs> coming up after that? Have you got any hints for us? Or yes, a little, a little bit. Um, so I believe it's episode seven that they talked about at the TCA, and that's the one where it's just Mulder and Scully and very little dialogue. Um, and that's written by um, Kristen Cloak Morgan, um, Glenn Morgan's um, wife, Shannon. Oh, I'm so terrible with names, Shannon. I, I forget the, her her writing partner's last name. Um, and then episode eight. Do we know much about that one yet? I don't think so. Other than I think it and did Glenn direct? I think Glenn directed episode seven. Yeah. But yeah, they haven't they've been for as quickly as they rolled out the details of about the first five, um, you know, episode names, air dates, screeners, you know, we got all of that mid December. It's it's been very slow to trickle out. Like we just got the air date, um, for kitten um and the the promo photos and, th and things like that um just last week maybe the end of the week this before week. that was it it's blurring together from yeah. time um and and yeah so they haven't really shared a whole lot about the the next couple and i know there was there's been some speculation that they might pause for the olympics um but i don't know how much truth there is to that so i'm hoping we get some some solid dates okay. on that soon. So the I next two are coming out the next Wednesday and the Wednesday after, same as they have been. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. We know. Oh, yeah. Next sorry. Wednesday. Next, yeah. Next two. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah ahead sorry. Gooley yeah, and Kitten. Right. Yep. Gooley and Kitten. We have dates for, but beyond that, uh, we don't okay. know yet. It so. would be just like the X Files to take a break after an episode about Skinner. I mean, that would just be typical <laughs> X Files to have. Hey, here's a random episode, and I will see you in a month. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, I'd be surprised if they decide it's worth it to take a break for the Olympics just because the ratings haven't been great. Um, so I don't know that they would want to lose any momentum that they may have. 
Um, but that's, you know, right. again, just pure speculation on my part. So. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to say is it, I saw on your Facebook the other day that we do have an air date for the UK. This is something that we joked yes. about <laughs> right at the finally, beginning. So <laughs> go ahead and tell everybody I'll do a little drum roll. <laughs> that would be February 5th. <laughs> So UK files, February 5th, and you get to have all of these uh, peaks and troughs that we've been talking about. So enjoy. <laughs> mm -hmm. For all, you know, two of you that haven't bootlegged yet. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's be real. <laughs> anything else that we need to talk about? Um, either for this episode or for anything else that's coming up? Nope. <laughs> I'm just containing my rage. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's... Okay. Well, yeah, I... Oh, actually, well, do you want to you want to hear my rant about the the music thing? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I meant I meant to I meant to pull you up on that to go into more detail. So yes, go ahead, rant. So again, um, when the the screeners came out, it, it was with the um, the note that they weren't finished. Um, there were um, so VFX and music cues and things like that could change. So we were were told to just roll with that, which in some cases was kind of funny because in the case of the spaceship, this was so far not done. All they had on the screen was like VFX spaceship needed, you know, <laughs> which was hilarious in, in hindsight. But um, the music cue that they use in the scene where Reggie and Scully and Mulder are hugging is home again from I Want to Believe. And I threw a fit when that popped up on the screen. I'm like, how, <laughs> why would they put this over it? You know, they're mocking the show and they would not. For exactly that reason. <laughs> right. You know, like, why would you use like one of the most moving cues from the entire series over a parody? And I'm just throwing a fit and Avi's like, well, don't worry about it. You know, this is just a screener. They said the music's not complete, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting there waiting with bated breath as this airs Wednesday night going, they better change that. They better change that. And they didn't. And I was just like, why? <laughs> it just felt like one more. Because Darren Morgan wants to ruin everything. Right? <laughs> you know, I just, just burn it all. One more, just, you know, you're, you're mocking so much about what I like about the show. And then to use that, I was like, no, 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 man. Like, and, and I've sort of calmed down a little bit about it since then, like just a touch. But I just, I was so disappointed by that, especially because throughout the, the episode, the music is really on point. It, it's kind of like spooky and yeah, you get a little campy in points and, and it adds the, which is another definitely. thing. It does what it's supposed to do. Right, I you know, liked it. Just... It kind of like manipulated me into having feelings in that scene. So I was like, right. like I knew I was being manipulated, but that's kind right. of a joke. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was that was my rant about the music. I was I was very sad about that, and you know, I, w I was hoping beyond hope that they would change it, and that was just temporary. And then when it wasn't, I was like. Oh man, did you really have to do that? You know, I, to the point where I joked about it, where Mulder's taking the book and he's like, no, and he's rolling around on the ground. I was like, that's me to Mark Snow right now. <laughs> like, why, man? Why? <laughs> I gotta say, that scene of David, like, just falling to the floor is probably one of the funniest things in X-Files history. I love it. I could watch, like, there's a gif of that. I could watch it for hours on end. I just love it so much. <laughs> Do you also have a rant in you about Spotnet Sanitarium, or? Oh, because <laughs> I, I, I thought you might. What it is. I was going to say, do we want to open that can of worms? <laughs> I had this theory that Glenn was trying to tell us that the only way to save this show was to bring Frank back because he is like the voice of reason and sanity. 
uh, I can't remember the rest of it, but that was that was like the the, the trail I was going down. Because it it does have a history of being mentioned. That's from Darren's Millennium episode. It pops up in that as well. Um, so it, it could have just been a funny little nod and, and nothing more than that. Right. But I, I mean, your your reaction there, Kai, I did see a lot of that online too. Uh, there was a lot of well, well, what is that? Is that like a, a nod for for Frank and not being there and and. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, is it an allegory that like Reggie's Chris Carter and he needs to go see Frank to get fixed? <laughs> <laughs> is that I, I, why Reggie's inserting himself into all the Mulder and Scully of it all? Or is Reggie just us? Oh, the fandom is just us. I like the idea that he's Chris Carter. Either way, it seems the answer is Frank. <laughs> And us being hauled away in a straitjacket at the end right. of all of this. I did enjoy how like happy Reggie was to go away. He was like, right. oh, yeah, this is good. I'm, I'm happy. It's fine. Well, and, and please, and put that... the straitjacket on me. Yeah, take the, I'm just going to go surfing. Everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my plan for when this is just get the salt water to cleanse it away after, you know, they, they haul me off when I'm babbling and like, is this really the end? You know, it's just, <laughs> and that's, you know, to the point where David talked about um, on, on Kevin and Bean last week, talked about how he and Jillian had said that this to them would have been a nice finale, which I mean, I, I would have lost my shit because if, if our, our final moments with Mulder <laughs> and Scully were mocking them, I just, you know, what does it all mean? But I can I can sort of see that you know and and the fact that they were getting back to you know and Reggie's point was sort of lovely about how the truth of it all is to find you know that they found each other and and to you know to take it back to Frank I think Roy shared the the quote from him this morning about how he he'd said at some point you you know you can't find the truth like you just can't but you know the one of the most important things humans can find is love. And that's what Mulder and Scully did over nine years. Aww, you know, Frank. Right. You know, and that's, <laughs> the truth was them all along, mm. you know, it's like, even if you can't fix what's wrong with the world that they found each other. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's like, I will, I will walk away with, with that little moment. I mean, good job, Reggie. You're, you're right. <laughs> At least in that <laughs> respect. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's got to be his go goodbye to the show, but it's just so many other things. It, it is an ugly mess, unfortunately, my opinion. <laughs> but yeah. lots, lots to love in the episode, just don't love the episode. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be ranting um, on a much more positive tune for Ghoulie, fingers crossed. So... Please, yeah. everyone, come back and listen to yep. that. And go ahead and uh, go to xfiles.news, go to xfiles, talkxfiles.com, and tell us how much you hate us and how much we're wrong about the lost art of forehead sweat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got my, my Nomex underwear on, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back next week. Uh, thank you, Kava. Thank you, Kai. Always happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> and... Uh, there are worse ways to go, but I can't think of a less dignified one than Lawn Darts. I wanna believe in UFOs and flying
Mixing sauces and ETs In government conspiracies But I've seen none of the above If I did, I think I probably Would run a million miles Lose my little mind